right. All right. Welcome to the Old Man and the Kid podcast. I am Jeff the Old Man, and that is Paul. He's the kid. Tonight, we got a couple of champs. The Hitchcock Experience 100 was ran this past weekend. We were all there. And we've got Jody Seminel, the female overall champ. Hey, Jody. And Corey Logsdon, number one male and first overall, is with us tonight. Hey, Corey, what's going on? Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Legends. Legends, of course. (laughs) Hey, let's talk some Hitchcock. Let's do it. Let's go Friday. Perfect weather before Friday, and then what happens on Friday? You know, the snow likes to kind of roll in, and next thing you know, we're sitting here wondering if we're going to have a mud fest Saturday afternoon. Which would have been good. Do it first. What was that, Jody? I said, do we wear screw shoes or not? Mm Mm-hmm. What did you do? (laughs) I wore screw shoes the whole time. Corey, Corey wore the screw shoes as well until the screw started digging into me and screwing me over. <laughs> and so I had to take a couple of out and request a flathead halfway through. <laughs> oh. No, no pain on the bottom of the feet at all. Just it started feeling the started feeling a little digging from it. So I had to do a little mechanical issues on it, take a couple of out, and next thing you know. Got done with the race, and I think there's only two screws left in my shoes. Gosh. If, if you had it to do over again, would you do anything different for your traction? Um, I'd probably maybe position them a little bit differently, but otherwise I'd still stick with putting the screws in. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I put, gosh, maybe 20 screws in each shoe, and they were all still there at the end of the race. Um, and both of my pacers, they did not have screws in their shoes. So it was a matter of me just running down the hills and then they were either bushwhacking or sliding down on their ass to catch up with me ah. in a little bit. They couldn't go down without screws in their shoes. So they found a creative way to get down those hills. Yeah. 20 in each shoe. I only went with about yeah. nine or 10 in each. I'll be damned. <laughs> I was hardcore. That's probably why the bottoms of my feet hurt so bad. But yeah, I went a little overboard. I, I was just afraid they were going to fall out. So I want to make sure I had plenty. Did you guys do any sliding? Did you sit down any of the hills, go down for the ride? Because that's what me and Jeff were all about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I was afraid of ripping my pants. It did happen. It absolutely happened. That never was a never crossed my mind until. It crossed my mind. I wondered why it started getting a lot more tender. Yeah. <laughs> but I have no screws in my shoes, so it was the only way down. I mean, there just was not another option down. You were going to be on your ass one way or the other if you didn't have any traction on your shoes. So you may as well just sit and send it. Well, maybe that's where I recognize that most of my spikes fell out on the last lap there because I know I slid down that first big hill. I, I don't know all the names of the of the downhills of the, the particular on the course there, but I know I definitely uh, slid all the way down the hill on the, on two of the hills in the last loop. And then that sharp 180 turn on Westridge there at that point, Donna's in front of me. I'm like, 
you know what, we're sliding down our ass on this. <laughs> I'm not going to even bother trying to go wide and try to keep the traction. I, that was an ice rink at that point. I just, just, mm-hmm. just slide right down your ass. You know, you're already, you're already good to go. You got five miles left to go. Let's just enjoy it and get it done with. Mm-hmm. I was, I was sliding down that one. I know the other one you're talking about. It's right from that little single campground that uh, mm-hmm. leads down. Then you have that big climb up Shea. Yeah, that was a definite slide. I mean, that was a slider. That was a disaster. That was a fun one. That one was a long slide, too. I think Don got a little scared because of the fact that he let me go downhill before he kind of led the way when he was facing me in the last two laps. And right as we approached the downhill, he's like, nope, that's all you, buddy. You take it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the night loops? What did you guys think of those night loops? Did you have pacers with you? I did. Yeah. It's nice to have somebody with you, in my opinion. I know, Jeff, I think you went out and just kind of listened to your music. And did did you have any paces when you were out there at night? I went all solo all night. Okay. I thought you did. I, I don't know. I go both ways. It's nice to have somebody just to take your mind off the misery because by that point, everything hurts. Mm -hmm. And if anybody, (laughs) Run with if you run with me, you know I'm scared of every little noise, and there's a lot of little noises out there at Hitchcock, so it's good to have somebody with me when it's dark. <laughs> I'm such a baby. <laughs> well, and supposedly I heard that you thought you were going to die in Porta John. Oh yeah, yeah, that was actually during the day. Um, <laughs> that first Porta John, when you come up the hill to the campground to the road, is that Porta John right there on the right? I stopped in there and there was no one behind me. So I didn't even lock the door. I was just going to duck in for 10 seconds and come out and I go to open the door and the little thing wouldn't come like out of the wall and it wasn't locked. And yeah, I, I thought I was going to die in the, the portage on. Um, so there's a vent in the door. I ended up kicking a hole in the vent <laughs> and I tried through and I couldn't fit, but I was able to like reach my hand through the hole up around the doorknob and open it from the outside. And I was able to escape. <laughs> how long yeah, did now that I'm... process go for? What's that? How long did it take you to like, kick in the door and like? So I thought it was a long time, like minutes. But when I went and looked at my Strava, it didn't take me very long. Um, probably just like two minutes. I really thought it was like five or ten minutes that I was in there because I yelled a couple of times, like "shit, no one's gonna hear me." Um, <laughs> So I just went to town on that door and, and uh, yeah, got a nice big hole in, in the door and, and was able to get what, out. What, what I want to know is, what did you say? I said, what, what did what did our favorite favorite uh, park ranger Chad have to say about that one? I don't know if anybody told him yet. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I took the sea patrol, so I figured that they would let him know what I had done. And maybe go fix the door so it didn't get stuck for anybody else. Because Amber and I did stop by there later because I wanted to show her the door. And she could see, like, where the screws were loose. And she's like, yeah, it's not opening from the inside. So. <laughs> what, what I want to know is how many kicks did it take to get through the vent? Did it just take, oh, did just give it one good whack? No, it was maybe like Did she like, like it? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> did she what like did it? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was fun kicking the door. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Well, I'm, I'm glad it didn't hold you up any worse than that. I mean, I'd hate for you to have, uh, you know, missed the first overall bit for being trapped in a ship. <laughs> That's yeah, that would be my luck. <laughs> you know, for me, I, I actually enjoy the nighttime running. Actually, I think I excel a lot better when running at night. I don't know what it is about it, but, um, I just, I find it a lot more peaceful running during the nighttime. I did have Don pace me for the last two laps. I didn't know um, if he was actually going to, um, he kind of said he would do one lap with me, but I know he had a couple other people that he was going to maybe crew as well. So um, I was fortunate enough to pick him up for the last two laps there. And it was helpful. He kind of stayed out in front of me um, for a good chunk of that. We kind of BS a little bit um coming in after the sixth lap and heading out for the seventh I know there was kind of a very very fine line of whether or not if I could go after my own course record and I knew I had to have a stretch of about six to eight miles where I really had to grind it out to give myself a shot at it and I just really struggled at five last five miles of the seventh loop and at that point it was just kind of you know let's just get through this I got a hundred miler next month so it's like you know, I have this one in the bag. Let's just kind of be safe with what I'm doing. And um, by the time I got done with the seventh lap, I started feeling the, on the left side of my foot, kind of the nail or the screw kind of digging up into my foot. So it's like, I just did, you know, what I needed to do, take care of that, changed out clothes and just tried to ease the last loop there. But it was nice having him there just because, you know, he every now and then would talk and, you know, it just kind of takes your mind away from kind of like what Jody said of, you know, thinking of all the mental and physical pain that you're kind of going through and just finishing it out. You know, when, uh, when you said, when you had that, that, that possibility of maybe going after your own course record and you had like maybe an eight mile stretch where what you said is you had to grind it out. What does that mean? What, what kind of pace are you talking about over an eight mile stretch that's grinding it out to get you to that spot? How fast would you have to go to give us some kind of an idea of what we're talking about? Well, I think, so the overall, I think was about eight, about 11 minute miles on average is what I was doing. Um, when you equate that out for the 1822, um, it probably had to stick around right around that 10, 10 30 pace. Um, but that includes the stoppage time at eight stations as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really talking probably about nine 45. And a lot of what I do when it comes to eight stations, you know, probably about every quarter to about third part of the race, I try to take about, you know, four or five minutes to really make sure I do what I need to do with those aid stations, get nutrition. If I need to change out anything. And then otherwise all the other aid stations throughout the course of the day, it's like, get in there, be in there for 30 seconds to a minute. Some of it's just grab food, walk off and eat food as I'm walking off. So I can kind of continue on. Cause one of the bigger issues I've kind of come to know is if you're at an aid station for too long, it's easy for your legs to lock up on you. And, you know, you really lose that continuity of what you had going into the aid station. So it's like a lot of the times I just want to get in and get out. So um, that was kind of the focus is, you know, spend a little bit as little time as possible at the aid station to just go. But yeah, I kind of came to a realization, you know, you hit some of those hills and you're hitting 12, 13 minute miles. And it's like, you're just losing time just like that. And you know, you just realize it's like, all right, I'm not rolling nine, 30 miles, 10 minute miles anymore. And it just, you're seeing that time slowly and surely slip away. And even when I was changing out my, they're taking that screw out of my shoe in that last, uh, before I had out for the last lap, that was 10 minutes. I lost right there and changing out clothes. And it's like, you already knew in that instance, I just didn't, I ran out of time. Uh, what was, what, what is the, what's your course record? What's the number? Uh, 1759. 
Okay. And you were 18, 22 mm -hmm. and you won by almost three and a half hours. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so I mean, that's, in, that's insane. Especially with all the snow in that first shitty loop. I mean, we all peed that first mm -hmm. loop and, and still you had an amazing time, Corey. You really did. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I, you know, I just try to let myself loose going down on, on that first loop. But yeah, that was, it was funny. Cause when I had that, uh, the first half marathon or past me, it's like, damn it. I enjoyed sitting right behind you and following your foot tracks. Now I have to be the one that leads the way. And I'm like, Hey, I'm thankful that you're creating a track for me now. And that was the issue we ran into three years ago when we had a foot of snow on the course there. It's like, you're sitting there and I mean, of course, on that particular day, you couldn't even really see the trail at all. You had the flags out, but you couldn't see anything at all. So, um, yeah, that first loop, that I thought that was the toughest other than the last two when it started turning into an ice rink on some of those downhills. So, when you how in 18 hours, what time of day does that have you finished? Uh, it was about it was just before midnight. Okay. And Jody, you were done in what, like right at 25? Is that right? Yeah, 25. I don't even know my exact time. 25, 30-ish, I think. Um, and and I, I, like Corey, I was also trying to set a record too. But after that first loop, I'm like, yeah, no. Because I've done 23.01. I've done 23.02. Like, okay, this year I want to at least go sub 23. And after that first loop, it's like head to toe was such a workout just trying to stay upright like nope I'm not even gonna try and kill myself for a sub 23 so just push as hard as I can for the rest of the race and that's what I did you know and that was kind of my mentality going in initially was like I just told myself I wanted to go under 20 hours with hurt next month I came off of Tunnel Hill four weeks ago knowing the course conditions you know we thought maybe going into it monday it looked like you know it was going to be a 43 degree day no snow nothing and it looked like it was going to be about as perfect as a day as you could ask for in december and iowa or in nebraska and you know then you get this little clip where i told kim you know tuesday it's like oh i think we're getting some snow here and ron saw the saw the text message and you know jeff and i were going back and forth you know a little bit and and when we were talking about the weather about six weeks ago, John or Jeff was like, yeah, mother nature is being a little wuss. Mm -hmm. The next thing you know, it's like, well, I guess the, she he heard us me. and decided to present us a little bit of snow. And he warned me to don't poke the bear. I did. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Jeff told me um, a couple of weeks ago, he's like, Paul, there's 0% chance of snow. There's no chance. It's going to be clear. I checked the forecast. We're good. Wrong. <laughs> Super fucking wrong. <laughs> just like off you know, the charts wrong. You know, we lucked out though, because you know, other than just kind of the ice rink conditions on some of the hills in the nighttime, I was expecting it to be more of a mud fest, but you could tell that the trails really dried out well once the sun came out, the winds weren't that bad in some of the sections. And I mean, it was very runnable um through the course of the day and that's where I really excelled well and I think that's why I, I was able to run a lot quicker I mean my splits from two laps two to lap five were almost spot on the same each lap through that section just because it was very ideal to run I will tell you that uh, as that race got along like towards 30 hours plus as I'm sludging along out there the mud did start out there on Badger and some of those turns were pretty slick on Sunday morning. 
yeah, fortunately, I wasn't moving too fast. Even it's almost Sunday into afternoon almost, but it was pretty, it's getting pretty sloppy out there. Now, there wasn't very many of us left, so it didn't matter. But yeah, mm-hmm. if, if that was a little bit earlier, it would have made it just a mess. It would have been really bad. Well, I'm curious to know how it worked for the 50 milers starting at nine, 10 o'clock. And, you know, obviously a lot of the trails are better, but, you know, you think of some of those hills that just had a lot of icy conditions, you know, they had to deal with that for majority of the morning up until the point where you got till 10 or 11 o'clock noon time. So a lot of them had to deal with some of the rough trail conditions too. Yeah. I remember I wonder, how many, I wonder how many of them came with crew shoes and ready for the ice. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get people. The ones that passed me were all so fast. It's like, hi, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> How are your legs holding up, Jody? Not too bad. It's basically just my knees and then the bottoms of my feet. Again, probably because I had so many freaking screws in my shoes. But that's about it. And then I just have a nasty cough kind of been lingering for a couple days but how about you uh quads are a little nicked up same with you my feet were kind of sore for the next day day and a half there but I mean otherwise I'm actually surprised I expected my feet to hurt a lot longer but um now I got out for about a three four mile run these past two days quads are sore but they'll come back around here in the next few days and probably be you know 90 percent or so nice yeah I woke up on uh Sunday and I, uh, well, no, Monday, yesterday, I think. And I checked my Strava and I saw Corey went out for a run. I texted Jeff. I was like, what the fuck? The dude is out running. Uh-huh. I said, it's Corey, man. I think I texted him back just one word and I wrote, robot. <laughs> sums it up. Got to run on legs. Got to get used to it. Good advice. <laughs> Just like the pickles and the M&M's. Good advice. <laughs> Jody, have you ran since? Oh, God, no. No. Um, <laughs> I have a coach. And she reins me in. She won't let me run until Friday. And even on Friday, she only gave me 30 minutes. All right. Have you guys run? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just Corey. <laughs> Jesus. Nothing's chased me. I haven't felt the need to. I mean, <laughs> I've got goals. <laughs> yeah, man, you got hurt. You got hurt coming up. Mm-hmm. What's the so, date uh, on hurt? I think it's January 15th. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, one month. Mm-hmm. So, really, it's kind of getting back to getting my legs feeling a little bit better by week's end. And, I need to start working on getting into a sauna or a hot tub and trying to acclimate to some heat training. So it was kind of nice to test out the spike or the screw shoes a little bit too, because very likely I'm going to have to do that for this race upcoming just because it's the rainy season. I think they've already had some record rainfall there in Honolulu. And it's when I did it a couple of years ago, I mean, honestly probably the worst experience I ever had just because it was an absolute struggle for me out there. It's, I mean, slowest hundred miler by easily almost 10 hours. So, um, it's funny. It reminds me a lot. I had multiple people comment, um, on my tattoo. I have, it's a hurt tattoo. Um, on Saturday there when I was running and, you know, some people are like saying, you know, Hey, good job. And then a 
next thing you know, they see the hurt tattoo. And it's like, are you Corey? And it's like, how the hell do you know me? <laughs> you know what? I saw on the news, it even snowed in Hawaii. I don't know which island it mm -hmm. was, but it snowed. Yeah, I heard it was the big island that they got some snow. Of course, when you have a mountain peak, I think it's over 10,000 feet. I actually think it's 13 or 14,000 feet. At... Not too hard to get some snow out there. Yeah. What is hurt at? What, what elevation is that? Uh, it's, that's not, I think you can get up to about 2,500, I think, or something like that. They got a couple, they got some mountains there, but nothing compared to the big island. But very similar to Hitchcock to where it's just, it's your grinding, a lot of just rolling hills. It's just, they're a little bit longer than what Hitchcock has, but it's a similar concept, just grinding, you know, thousand foot climbs repetitively and it's a five loop course. So. Awesome. Got my bucket list. I'd recommend it. It sucks. I didn't, I always, you know, that's the one thing, that's the one thing I always tell people though, when it, to any hundred milers, like what advice would you give to somebody and say, Hey, go in knowing it's going to suck. Cause you know, instinctively that there's going to be that time you're going to sit there and be, why did I sign up for this race? I am never going to do it again. And then of course, Jody probably knows this one too. Jeff, Paul, you guys know this as well too. That's like, Hey, you get done with the race. Next thing you know, 10 minutes later, you're like, all right, which one am I going to do next? Yep. Very true. Yeah, I've just been telling people all day, and of course, everyone asks about the race, and I just tell them how much fun it was. And then you talk about during it, none of it was fun during it, but mm -hmm. now <laughs> it was a blast. The whole thing was a riot. It was just a blast, but yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I had any moments of sitting there saying it really sucked. I mean, yeah, the physical aspect did, but I mean, I had an amazing crew and, you know, the ladies, they were twerking half the time when they were out there at the eight stations and, you know, that gives me, me what was <laughs> that? They weren't twerking for me. That's not fair. Yeah, do, do we need, do we need to have a showing here? Yes. Oh, oh. Yes. Yes. There you go. Yes. That's the spirit. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> right on. There's your trailer, Paul. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, go. she was already looking for a 100-mile race for me before I even finished the race on Saturday. There you go. <laughs> how much fun they're out? having out there. Jody, what's next for you? Uh, oh, well, I'm doing Bandera. Um next month um only because i had a rollover i was supposed to run rocky raccoon with brady last year and then he and his wife ended up having a baby so we didn't run it so i just deferred to 2022 so i'm gonna do um bandera next month and then of course boston marathon in april cocodona in may and then after that i it's all up in the air i don't know yet and uh, Jody, we forgot to mention what number of victory was that for you at Hitch? How many times do you want it now? Five. Five, Five times. Yeah. Make it difficult for me to catch you, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the top 10 all time times for females at Hitchcock. And numbers one, two, three, and four are Jody as are numbers nine and 10. So six of the top 10, including the top four. It's pretty impressive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that is very impressive. Corey, 
equally impressive. The top two, including the course record under 18 hours. And is that sixth? So three out of the top six, including the course record. And this year was second overall, second fastest ever. Very impressive. Lucked out with having two pretty good weather years on that on that aspect of it. But I think this the course plays really, I think, to my strengths. A lot of more of a strength runner, not a flat hill runner. That's why I like to go out to a lot of the mountain races. Um, it's good to break up the autonomy. It just, you know, that's I think this course is a little bit tougher just because, you know, other than getting some of those flat sections, you know, past Oasis, um, you know, and you have a little bit of flat um, towards the end of the race as well. You know, it's a little bit easier to roll on that. But yeah, once you get some of those hilly sections, you know, you really need somebody that can just go out and grind those away because you just can't get any sort of consistency out of it. I think I really excel on some of those aspects of, of a course. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll attest that when you were talking about, you know, climbing some of those and you're slowing down to, you know, like 12 to 13 minute miles because of that climb, mm-hmm. it's a different ball game than me, man. When you're slowing down to that, <laughs> I got to ramp up to that speed. It'd be going up the hills and that's not happening. Some of those climbs, you could time me with a sundial, I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive to watch. Thank you. When you looped me the second time, I was disappointed that it was on the downhills instead of to watch it go up those uphills. That probably would have been a little intimidating. So just had the shark fin up, come rolling down Badger <laughs> down Valley, and away we went. It's pretty cool. I thought I heard. I thought I heard the Jaws theme in the background. You certainly did. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Gotta have a little bit of fun out there, you know. That was a highlight for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you guys have coming up next? Go crazy, Paul. Uh, so March, I'm doing the Iowa thing, running across Iowa, going for the FKT, and then uh, Perfect PR Backyard Ultra in uh, May in Michigan. And then um, Bigfoot in August and Fall Classic in September. Now on the and Iowa get- FKT, what do you have to what do you have to run to break that record? 111 hours. So right now it's four days, 15 hours. What's your game plan for that? Are you gonna stay kind of in a hotel when you need a rest? Uh, how, uh, how are you I was thinking I just like crashed in the car or something for like a couple <laughs> hours or something, and then just get going. I probably have to be uh calling up Jody for some, some advice. She crushes those two fifties all the time. So maybe she can hook me up with some, um, good inspiration and advice. I can be the one to go to. Yes. (laughs) for sure. What about you, Jeff? I am, you know, this guy that's wishfully thinking that there's this tiny chance that I'll get selected for UTMB. So I'm standing by until excuse me that um, that's drawing the next month. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a long shot, of course, but I'm going to wait to make my plans until that. And after that, I don't know. I mean, there's those backyard ultras are kind of fun. There's a couple in Michigan that are appealing. They're, they're a good time. 
um, I don't know. I'm just kind of open to some some suggestions beyond that. But want to stay ultra, stay weird, and keep going long. Heard that. You you guys ever have any interest in a backyard format? You guys crush it. I I was actually registered for one last year. Um, was it Big Hill Bonks? I think in Wisconsin in April, and then they ended up moving it to August, and it was too close to Leadville this year, so I didn't do it. But yeah, I was gonna do that one in Wisconsin last year. Well, in April. But I don't know. Maybe this year. We'll see. I think you'd be right up your alley. I think you'd be really, really good <laughs> at that, and I do. I might. Um, it, for me, I think it just kind of depends on kind of how the the race calendar kind of stretches out for me. Um, same with you, Jeff. Um, give me a long shot. I needed Hitchcock to be able to at least hop in the lottery for UTMB. Um, unfortunately, uh, both Western and uh, uh, Hard Rock didn't pan out for me. Um, so we'll just kind of have to see on the slim shot with UTMB. Um, but yeah, I still have Hurt next month, uh, Boston in April. And then uh, I do have Leadville um, scheduled out there and, uh, in August as well. So, um, I still might try to see, uh, you know, looking for something maybe kind of in that June time frame for a 50 or a hundred, and then, um, probably look to do Hitchcock potentially again later, you know, last part of the year, unless something else kind of pops up. I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't enjoy flat running per se, but it'd be kind of nice to go back out to like a tunnel hill or a rail trails that's in Kansas there. And, maybe try to see to go like a sub 14 and a hundred miler, you know, to really test kind of the speed aspect of that. Um, I still have kind of been open to the idea of maybe doing like a 24 hour event or something like that. See how many miles I could push for, or certainly I think uh, bad water or something I've kind of thought of as well, but um, those are just kind of items that are kind of a little bit further down the line. Cause I still like to try out some of these bigger named hundred milers. So I want to ask, because I know you kicked ass when you did Leadville last time. What's your goal this time? Try to do a podium finish. I think that course really, you know, goes to my strengths. Um, you know, a lot of people go out hard on it. It's one of those courses you don't find that fine line. Most people break. I mean, and I ran it smart that first year to where I was sitting in 20th position heading out towards Winfield just slowly but surely kind of grinded out people. The next thing you know, I got to the turn and I was sitting in fifth, feeling really good. And then next thing you know, two miles heading back up. Um, uh, I don't even know why. Uh, Hope passed. There we go. Um, two miles heading up. Next thing you know, my body just broke on me. And it's, I don't know if it was nutrition or what it was, but I mean, I ate a solid three to 500 calories leaving Winfield and yeah, by, I mean, I got to that aid station up there. I sat there for 20 minutes, ate some food. I kind of twisted my knee going up towards Winfield or up to Hope Pass again. And my knee kind of wasn't the same for the next, you know, 10 miles. Ended up falling back to about 16th, 17th position, heading to two or uh, Twin Lakes. Hop, got my pacer at that point. The next thing you know, I caught a, I called a third or fourth wind. It might have actually been more like a sixth wind at that point. And, ended up finishing ninth overall. And, you know, I'm sitting there like, you know, what if, you know, if I didn't have that little blip and that's the unique thing with all these hundred milers is you just never know what you're going to get on a given day. So I'd like to say top three to top five is kind of what I'd gun for, but 
big problem with that is if I get into UTMB, I'm going to have to make a decision because UTMB is six days after Leadville, but it's a pretty, pretty easy given which race I'm probably going to do if I got into UTMB. So. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have a good idea in the next three or four weeks. Yeah. Good. Exciting. I like what you guys have lined up, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. All three of you actually. Mm-hmm. That's always fun, just kind of watching after people. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's, those are big things on the list, big things, big foots and big hundreds and big name events. And whew. I'm just sitting here smiling while you guys are doing all the work. Hey, you were, <laughs> hey I enjoyed watching, passing all of you guys and seeing you guys smile when we were out there on Saturday. That's, that's what makes the sport fun. It was, it was fun. It was a good time out there. I mean, Hitchcock's magical special it's got a certain attraction no coyotes mm -hmm. this time around at least i didn't hear any i heard some no. did you hear them paul i heard a bunch oh are you sure it wasn't the geese, the uh, geese sounded like but i was running with uh Alyssa and because she was pacing me and we heard them um like right before we were coming up on badger yeah, that's that's Star. yeah, yeah, just like right when you're kind of down with place and starting to come up. But we heard him like crazy out there. I think it was I think it was two weeks before uh or the week before they shut down for shotgun season. Uh Kim and I went out there and there was probably a pack of at least five to eight of them, we thought, because we just I thought initially it was just maybe some gunshots and then maybe a couple owls or something out there. But no, I was, we were pretty positive. They were probably coyotes out there. So I wouldn't put it past me. No, I saw a handful of deer, but that's all I saw. No coyotes. Shockingly, no deer. No, I saw head. a couple. I saw a shark. <laughs> dun, dun. Not me. <laughs> well, I did see you a couple times. There's Travis. Hey, Travis. <laughs> no, I did see you out there a couple of times, Jody. Yeah. Always, yeah. always out there on the Hanukkah Trail. I saw Jody mm -hmm. once. But how, hey, how awesome were the aid stations? I mean, how good were the aid stations? They're the best. Right? Yes. Yes. Just everywhere. People just bending over. I mean, I got ended up with a cup of tater tots at one point. That's pretty magical. Oh, man. The the pulled pork with the homemade barbecue sauce at campground. Michael Bergen. Oh. Yeah. Michael Bergen. He's the man. It was so hard to turn away. But then once it got to lap five, lap six, I'm like, screw it. Do it. <laughs> Did anybody have some fireball? What was that? Did anybody have some fireball? Oh, no. no, no. Not, not for me. No. I didn't. <clears throat> Paul, you're not old enough. Ah, ah, oh. ah. He's just <laughs> a kid. 20, youngin'. <laughs> I liked how Corey was talking about minimal, uh, minimizing the time in the aid stations, and that kind of goes right in line with Paul, like, taking a 10-minute nap on the chairs in the lodge. <laughs> is, is, that, is that the same? <laughs> I mean, he's sleeping for Hitchcock. I was asking him how he's going to make it through Bigfoot. <laughs> he, he slept through Hitchcock and still finished top ten. Impressive. Only Paul. Only Paul. 
I'm just like Corey. I don't even sit down at the aid station. Um, I just go through and same thing, 30 seconds in and out. And, you know, until it gets cold, you have to go in and change clothes, change your socks or whatever. But yeah, you can spend a lot of time in those aid stations and it becomes a real time suck. Yeah, you got to get in and get out. And I walk out with food too. And that's how I eat. I don't sit down and eat. Um, and I definitely don't take a nap. <laughs> that lodge is a problem because it's it is. inside it is. everyone is like hooking you up like oh you want anything else just hang out for a little bit <laughs> like all right sounds good i'll hang out for a little bit longer <laughs> give me another cup of potatoes and can refresh that is what's so <laughs> difficult about the you know and you have such such amazing food there and it's just you know you have one person, then another person approaching you with something. It's like, how do you say no to something? Cause you hear one thing you're like, yeah, that sounds good. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you want to, you know, bacon avocado wrap or something. It's like, please stop. <laughs> I was talking before this cast here. It's like, yep. I went in and my main food source was check mix, M&Ms and pickles just threw it in my mouth and went. Oof. <laughs> You, hey, you, you get your salt, you get your, you get your quick sugars in a little bit of a little mm -hmm. more salt. Yeah. You definitely can't argue the results. Couldn't, can't, can't go with the bacon though. I, I refrain taking bacon. No bacon. Why? Uh, had a experience last call 50 out and it was just outside of fair play, Colorado. Um, I unfortunately made a wrong turn. They started the race at midnight they call it last call because you take a shot before the race starts. Ew. Of course, of course I was one of those individuals that did so. And <laughs> it wasn't the particular reason why I ended up getting lost on the course, but I was leading the race basically through the entirety of it, ended up getting lost and ran an extra two and a half, three miles, still feeling pretty good and still led even after getting lost. And then I get to the aid station about a mile. The guy ended up running me down and we kind of went back and forth. And by the time I got to eight station, uh, the last eight station was like mile 45, mile 46, about 48, 49 for me. Knowing I had a lead, someone offered me bacon. You know, it's like, this sounds pretty damn good. Let's have some bacon. Mile later, I just died. Bacon <laughs> probably had nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> but just because of the instance that my body just broke, the kid passed me, probably put eight minutes on me finished second i was pretty bitter after that and it's like yep not touching bacon again at a race <laughs> until it's afterwards fair enough that'd be enough for me too mm -hmm. but no and the volunteers were really good there i you know i give top hats to all of them you know it's like they're right on spot asking you what you need and that's what helps really getting in and out of eight stations really quick is if you have them or i mean crew for me as well it's like i'd show up and you know, they have their wagon out, their table, they throw everything out on top of the A station. It's like, it makes it easy for me too, because I can walk right on in. I can see what I want outside of thinking what I feel like I need. What are you doing? You putting your butt in my face there, Jody? <laughs> twerking. Are you twerking over there? Are you working on your moves? Oh, she muted herself. I think she muted herself over there. Okay, but, can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> but no, it's, you know, it helps a lot when you have, you know, whether if it's crew or you have volunteers that 
you know, get to you right away, get what you need right away and they're in and out. And goats has always been very good about that. And, you know, there's nothing less to be said about that with, with Hitchcock, they did a very good job of getting you in and out when you needed to be. Yeah, definitely. When I had a couple of friends come in from out of state, that was the recommendation is, you know, they, why this, why this race? It's the people. I mean, it's the people all that have everything to do with this race is what's going to make you love this. I mean, the trails, the trail, but the people make that Hitchcock experience the reason to do Hitchcock. It's just incredible. Well, the other thing too is you can show up there being an out-of-stater and if you're looking for a pacer, you know, later part of the race, a lot of times you might find one there. You have people that are kind of lingering around and it's like people ask around. I know, Alyssa, uh, with you, Paul, it's like she was kind of waiting around, seeing if oh, yeah. you, know, you needed one. Don offered, you know, if, if he didn't have anybody pacing that, he'd help pace you if needed. And, you know, that's the thing you got to love with just goats in general, too, is that, you know, it's a really community-based driven concept where it's like, you know, there's a reliance there that, you know, if you need the help, they're there. Yeah, I actually turned down, too. I mean, because I, I was just I, I was just in such a groove. I was I was so it was just it was jamming. So. But like you said, they were they were plentiful. People were just very eager and anxious to want to help you out. That's awesome. You don't really see that all the time. It was really cool. So it makes the concept of trail running just all the more fun, too. And that's I think that's one of the reasons why all of us do it, not to take anything away from road racing. But, you know, trail running, you feel like it's a collective of everybody, not just a select amount of people. It's everybody that's involved. And it doesn't matter if you're running 20 minute miles, if you're running five minute miles you know, front pack, back pack, everybody's supporting one another when you're out there. Yeah. I've said that for a long time that the, the trail runs are the big difference is normally at the end when no matter when you finish a lot of everybody's still there in the trail in a trail run and ultra run or in the road race, maybe not so much. If you're toward the back of the pack, it's kind of cleaned up and tidied up and things are gone, but you know, the trails, I mean, the ultra people just stick around and, it's pretty cool. It's just fun to see everybody cheering for everybody else. That's that's what's fun about it. So Hitchcock was my first 100 in what, 2015. And that's exactly what drew me into this sport was just the camaraderie. And yeah, it was hard as hell. And I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but just like stopping at mile 50 and, you know, checking out my feet, this complete stranger is like pulling my socks off my stinky ass feet. I'm like, what are you doing? You don't want to do that. She's like, no, 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 I got you. I got you. I'm taking care of your feet. I'm like, oh my God. And then she's looking at my hand. She's like, well, how much salt have you had? Uh, what are you talking about? I didn't, didn't take any salt and I didn't know what I was doing. And I learned so much from these people and they took such good care of me and it was just the best experience. And that's, that's how I fell in love with ultra running was just being a Hitchcock that very first year. So yeah, it's an excellent sport and it beats road running. I'll say that <laughs> trail running is better than road running. I think we all agree. Everybody yeah. watching is probably going to agree. I did. I had the same thing. Mine was at, um, at Dizzy, but it was, you know, my first kind of trail event like that and just overwhelmed by just what you said, the community from, volunteers the race directors the other participants the friends of the other participants just complete mm -hmm. strangers people feeding the geese next thing you know they went and bought you a sandwich and <laughs> amazing 
the way they would yeah. take care of you. Yeah, and it's then you're in, you know, that point there. Why would you want to do anything else? This is perfect. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, goats had a lot to do with that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Jordan, I gotta thank you for the the concept of the liquid IV. That that's oh good. I think in helping with the nutrition base, making sure I get enough salt in because yeah, that experience at Crown of the Crest was pretty bad. Oh yeah, you had a tough time. You yeah, that was tough. <laughs> Took me almost a good hour to get rid of those spasms. That was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Let's not do Did it you, again. You, well, Jeff was out running when that was happening. Um, yeah, Corey's muscles, they were just like in his legs, they would just ball up and you could just see the pain on Corey's face. It was the craziest thing. Oh, I couldn't even move my legs without, you know, and then of course there was spasming. You could see just my muscles just like springing out of its, you know, out of its socket there. And it's just vibrating there. And it was just, it was so painful. And it's like, Corey, try to stand up or try to do this, try to do that. It's like, I can't move. This is, that's how bad it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, to give perspective to everybody that's going to be, li- that's listening. It was about a hundred degrees that day. I think with about a real, it was about you know, 98 to hundred. I think it was a real feel of about 110, 112 that day. I think. Gross. Crazy humid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was super humid. Great, great day to do a last man standing. I'd say. <laughs> I think I got about 50 miles in. That was about all my body could muster. I mean, believe me, I tried wanting to get off the seat there, but I physically couldn't do it. Not when you're seizing up like that. There's just Mm -hmm. not really a way around it. Well, I'm glad you found a solution, though. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And or pickle juice shots. It got to be a better way, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Got to be a better way. You don't like pickle juice? No, and I used it before, and it's effective, but I just, I really, really hate it. I really, really hate it. And lately, I've been able to avoid needing it by getting enough electrolytes and salt just through nutrition, and and it's been great. I've had it on standby, but I haven't had to. So as long as I don't need it, I'm going to try not to need it because I, I hate it. So you have you bought like the entire stock out on Amazon, so... Cause it works. <laughs> you have to go to Walmart and just fill up a whole cart and then just head out. Man, black market pickle juice. Bought all Side hustle. Walmart too. I'll, I'll, I'm going tonight to get more. <laughs> you sure there's even any left? Every Walmart I've gone to, they don't even have them anymore. I got a, I got a guy. I got a guy that, <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> little, little moolah. Got a blue smock guy. He tells me when the shipment's coming in. Pickle juice dealer. I got a. Hey, I got What's up? Were you able to comb through your hair after Hitchcock? Oh, God. <laughs> I, so I, I did it last night. I did it last night. How long did it take you? It about an hour. <laughs> and, and I didn't comb through it. I just ripped through it. I, I use I, – the comb doesn't get through it. I, I just can't do it. So I have to go here, and I just, like, yank it apart. And I, oh I did God. it for, like – I sent a video to Jeff last night, and I – I just had the bottle of conditioner. I was just dumping it on my head. <laughs> it's true. I'm surprised, you just didn't, I'm surprised you just didn't break the combs. <laughs> it, was, so, it was the worst my hair has ever been, I think. So the dude is just standing there, you know, just standing there like fully clothed, gets the bottle of conditioner, just <laughs> squirts it all over his head. So let's fucking go. 
<laughs> it I don't was, know how you have any hair left. It was really bad. I, there were some chunks coming out. Paul, Paul texted me and asked suggestions on how to get rid of it. And I said, get in the shower, put conditioner in it, let it soak for like 10 minutes and then start combing. So obviously he did not take my advice. <laughs> he did some of that. It's because I, it's because I, um, I went into the race with knots in my hair. You were at packet pickup with knots in your hair. Yeah. So usually they're like, you know, before a race, it's usually like, you know, pretty decent. I kind of have it combed out or something. Sometimes, sometimes. Come on, Jeff, give me some credit here. I'm just speaking of this time. <laughs> this time it was not. And so no. it just got really bad. Yesterday was a nightmare. I bet. I think but you're going to have to braid it for Bigfoot. Yeah. You're going to have to do something wild for Bigfoot. <laughs> just go bald or something. I was just going to no, say, no, don't do that. Aerodynamic. I've been bald before. When you're you were not born? Bald if you're bald. Paul no, has long hair. 2018, oh, I, was, hair. I was bald. 2018. Oh, my God. No, no. 20, 2019. We need Jody, pictures. Jody, you up on the braids? What's that? I'll do the braids. I'll do the braids. do the braids, yeah. Yep. I don't really think I want braids in my hair, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Bigfoot, let's go. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Let me come on. I'll do some braids for the beard. Let it grow out. <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking. What else we got, guys? Everybody good? Thank you. Got it covered. We did it. All right. Hey, congr- congratulations again. Super impressive. Coming from a couple people that were there. Well, I do have to note, though, that we do have the first and sixth and tenth place overall finishers at that race here tonight. It's pretty impressive. And Jeff well, we have 100%. What's that? And Jeff yeah. crushed it as well. Got yeah, we have a hundred percent finisher rate right, right. here. That's right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's right. Hey, we knew Jeff had some redemption there, so that's Hell a big yeah. bet there. And I'm yeah, gonna man. guess he's probably the only one that climbed the stairs afterwards up on the oh. bird's nest. <laughs> and did loops in the parking lot for mm-hmm. yeah. five minutes. <laughs> I'll bet there's a lot of things that happened out there that I was the only one that did in that. <laughs> I'll <guarantee> you that. <laughs> I will promise only you. Only you, Jeff. Only you. Hey, man. Yeah. hey, I don't say let's get weird as just a fucking slogan. It's real, man. Let's get fucking mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> All right, you guys are awesome. You're cool friends. We love you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Congratulations again. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Good night.